When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the latest edition of ESPN FC. I'm Dan Thomas, joined the studio today by Craig Burley and Ali Moreno. We'll kick things off in the Champions League at Stamford Bridge, where Chelsea scored two goals for the first time this calendar year, and that was enough to see them get through Borussia Dortmund and book a place in the Champions League quarterfinals. Man, they had to work hard for it, though. Eventually, though, Raheem Sterling broke the deadlock in the 43rd minute. Then Kai Havertz from the penalty spot would make it 2-0. It would be a penalty that would be retaken after he missed the initial Encroachment, though, on Dortmund would see him retake it, kept his cool, buried the spot kick. Chelsea advanced then 2-1 on aggregate. Uh, for more on this, let's welcome, shall we? Frank LeBeouf joins us. Uh, Jan Argafjortov as well. Uh, we'll start, though, in the studio. Craig, in the end, Chelsea deserved this. I don't think there's any argument against yeah, that. Yeah, I so. think so. And, and don't forget, they played well in Dortmund, but they were poor in front of goal. And when the first half started, uh, or when the game started, and Chelsea created a couple of chances... Uh, with people Sterling getting in behind and you thought, oh, it's the same story again here. They just, they just can't score. In fact, Sterling's goal came from a missed kick from the player himself and he got lucky. It landed back at his feet after a poor challenge and rams it in the net. But generally, the play was pretty good and Dortmund huffed and puffed for a period in the second half without looking as if they were going to score. Halle never got much of a kick. So... I don't think Dortmund can have too many complaints and I tell you what, it's a big bit of pressure off, certainly short term for Graham Potter. You could see that in the celebrations at the end, just that, that sense of relief from Potter, from the fans, from the players as well. But for large periods, in particular the first half, Chelsea were just showing us the Chelsea that they've been over recent weeks. Plenty of ball, but just unable to get it across the line. Right. And if we're feeling it, watching it from a thousand miles away, and the fans watching it in the city are feeling it. Guess who's feeling it as well? The players. Yeah. They know it. When that ball is swung into Koulibaly, right? And it goes over the defender's head at Dortmund. And now Koulibaly, all he has to do is tap it in, baby. It's a tapping from my kind of range. And somehow he manages to clear the ball backwards onto the path of Joao Felix. And that ball gets plugged. You're thinking to yourself, I don't know if this is going to happen. When Kai Havers hits a shot straight into the ground, goes off the post, he feels like it's spinning and it's going into the back of the net and he goes out, you kind of go, I don't think this is going to happen. And to Greg's point, it wasn't going to happen until Sterling missed a chance. Yeah. It was nearly a swing and a miss, but it was ended up being the perfect touch for him to actually hit a volley that he didn't have to think about. He put it into the back of the net and then you kind of felt, all right, now that pressure is a little bit off. Perhaps this team takes a step forward in the second half, which they did. And there was no doubt it was a penalty. They went and checked it on VAR. It was a penalty handballed by Marius Wolf. And Kai Havers had to make this dramatic because otherwise it wouldn't be Chelsea. Eventually, he gets it right. 2-0, well-deserved from Chelsea. A lot of pressure in this performance, and they answer the call. From one penalty taker to another, Frank, how impressed was that second spot kick from Kai Havertz? <laughs> It is impressive because, you know, I don't know if I would have done that, you know, I think I would have said to another players to take it on and, uh, 
and uh, well, you have to have some guts to uh, to say, okay, I missed the, uh, the thing, and I'm gonna do it again, and uh, and shot in the same, uh, shoot in the same place. Uh, yeah, you need to have talent, and you need to have guts, and that was uh, that was great. But can I say, finally, I found the Chelsea team playing the way I would love che uh, the the football to be played going forward, not trying to get the possession, but just trying to get forward, to go fastly forward. And, uh, oh, Cucurella, fantastic. Kai Havertz, oh. fantastic, didn't play as a striker. Kai Havertz, great game. I mean, he tried a lot, worked a lot, technically was perfect. So many, Koulibaly, top of the top, you know. Everybody was spot on. That's the Chelsea, we want to see, well, if we love Chelsea, of course, but it's something that I didn't see for a while. You know, not a team calculating too much. A team thinking of going forward, thinking of putting a pace into the game. It's what it did. Yes, Chelsea missed lots of chances. Well, but we'll have to talk about Billingham missing maybe the shot yeah. of the year at 2-0. Frank, why was it different today? Why were they more attacking? Why was there more energy? How much was it due to Chelsea? And how much was it to do with the opponents? I think, I think it's due to, uh, and we have to think the coach. I think uh, it has to be the coach who said, okay, guys, stop thinking. Just play. Play with your instinct. Go forward. Good pressure. High on the field. Go for it. You have the talent to, uh, to disturb a team. You have to think also Dortmund because Dortmund didn't close the game. They tried to play. That was an open game. Very interesting Champions League game. But it's all the, about the frame of mind, all about the involvement you want to put, to put into the game and how you want to reach the top and go through uh, in this tie because you want to go forward, because you play at home, because you showed in the first tie that you were better than Dortmund in terms of playing. It's just the fact you couldn't score goal. It was, as the guy said before, very difficult to watch the game at first because you say, oh my God, again, the same thing, you know, the, the, <laughs> the, you know, the, the post and it doesn't go in and it's never going to go in and then the penalty and then it's not going in again. But I liked, I liked the spirit of the players and all the players have been very, very good in that matter. Uh, yeah, and what a sense of relief for Graham Potter. Well, yeah, unbelievable. And I think that we are maybe talking this win for Chelsea a bit down. I'm not, not sure we do another purpose. Frank tried to, to, to make it a bit up because you, you play against Dortmund who haven't lost a game in 2023. This is a game who is at the moment challenging Bayern. Yes, there was a key moment when Julian Brandt, maybe the best player in this year, uh, was injured and had to go off after five minutes. But if you saw the draw for Chelsea in the, in the state they've been in, and they play in Dortmund, they, they, you may argue that they were the best team in Dortmund. They're coming home and still got to turn it around. They created chances. There was something about their attitude I like. And I, I'm with Frank. I think that uh, uh, Harvards had a great game. Not only did he have the, the, the courage to make it uh, twice. I mean, he's a, he's a big game player, you may say, after scoring the winner in the Champions League final. But it's also the way he kept the ball for them when it was needed at 2-0. Because after the, after the penalty, Dortmund came into the game. They had some good chances that we spoke about. But this is a great win, not only for Graham Potter. This is a great win in the Champions League when you over two games uh, you are knocking out Borussia Dortmund. A great performance performance by Chelsea Football Club. See, this is one of the frustrating things if you're a Chelsea fan looking on, is that 
you see Havertz having this kind of game, you see Koulibaly having this sort of performance, Kukurela and others. But it's not about doing it once, yeah. or once in a blue moon, it's about doing it consistently. But I suppose that's two wins now back to back. You got, what, Leicester, Everton, Villa, I think in your next three matches. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's the possibility now, isn't it, to get things But done. they're sitting in the middle of the table, and that ain't good enough. But what I'm saying is this, is this where the tide turns? Do these two results... This is, this is Liverpool all over, isn't it? You know, is, is that thrashing of Man United where it turns for them? Can they go on? We don't know. What Chelsea's going to pitch up from here on in? I think Graham Potter will be hoping it's the one we saw tonight and in some sense mm. in Germany. You talked about why. I think the occasion was one of the reasons why. Such a big game, Champions yeah. League, you know, full house at home, behind. So I think that was part of it. And also the, he got the shape right. You know, having, uh, you know, Cucurella there and Fofana back with the experience of Koulibaly and then having two excellent wing-backs in Chilwell and Rhys James. And then the pace up front that they've got. They haven't got the best finishers, but they had a bit of pace up front. So I think he found something within the shape and that personnel. How far it takes him forward in the league and in this competition, I'm, I'm not quite sure. Uh, Frank, of course, you'd be on record saying, look, the season's over. Just tear it up, forget about it, move on, let's focus on next year. This quarter-final stage of the Champions League surely just changes that narrative slightly, doesn't it? Yeah, it's possible, and uh, I would say that Chelsea will, uh, if it's the case, would have done it like three times, you know, <laughs> if they win the Champions League, where it was almost done, you know, when the uh, when uh, Roberto Di Matteo won the Champions League, and then uh, and after when Tuchel came on and then won the Champions League. So they, they they need to have a disaster in order before in order to <laughs> to to get that Champions League uh, silverware, but. Uh, uh, it's not the Chelsea we want to see. It's not the, the Chelsea uh, the fans deserve because that's not consistency. And in football, you need consistency. Yes, it's, it might be not over. Even if I think that, you know, playing against uh, Real Madrid, playing maybe against Manchester City or, or any other team, Bayern Munich, it's going to be maybe harder than to play that Dortmund that we saw uh, twice. Uh, but we'll see. And, um, you know, be, uh, after the first tie against Dortmund, when they played well, there are two awful games after, so as as uh, uh, Craig said, you know, it's not only one game we want to see that. We want to see every game now until the end of the season to say, okay, they healed and now they can think on doing great maybe for the end of the season, but especially for the next season. Text you to Tango. Obviously, Jan mentioned it. How much can Borussia Dortmund hide behind the fact that Julian Brandt went off after five minutes, their best player, because let's face it, they were not the races at all today. Oh, of course it makes a difference if Julian Brandt is not on the field. He has been excellent. For those that don't follow Bundesliga, indeed he has been excellent, certainly in 2023. A guy who gives you a goal threat now that he didn't give before, and he is constantly and now letting the attack in transition. Let's put that to the side for a second. Borussia Dortmund against Leipzig last Friday, they were dominating the game, they were winning the game easily, and then they got a little conservative in the second half, and towards the end of the match, playing against 10 men in Leipzig, they were hanging on, giving up chances late. My concern today with Borussia Dortmund is that from the very beginning of the game, you're seeing a defensive posture that is not what they do best, and it's not what they feel most comfortable doing. So Emre Chan getting in between the two center backs, in between Niklas Zuller and Nico Schlotterbeck, and, and forfeiting some space and allowing some space in the middle of midfield for Chelsea that Chelsea could attack. And those spaces in which Kai Havers was getting into, that's exactly where usually Emre Chan is there. Well, he wasn't there be today because he was in between the two center backs. 
That is not what they do. Borussia Dortmund doesn't defend well. It's in a defensive posture. They're not comfortable. So I don't quite understand why the conservative nature of the approach by Borussia Dortmund. We saw the better version of Borussia Dortmund and the one that we have been seeing in Bundesliga in 2023 once they gave up the second goal. And you saw a reaction for the next 10, 15 minutes. If I'm Edin Terzic and I'm this team, I'm looking at myself as... We are not the sort of team that is good enough defensively in the best case situation to actually hang on to a result. It's hindsight 2020. But the truth of the matter is that this team would have been better off at the very least trying to attack Chelsea from the very beginning and force Chelsea to defend, not allow Chelsea all the freedom that they did in the first half. Our, our concern obviously was extra time no. because we didn't want to stay late today. And then you said, oh, don't worry, Dortmund can't score, won't score in a million years here, but, well, uh, which was a Bellingham, concern. We thought it was going to be a kiss of death. Bellingham, <laughs> yeah. Bellingham did have that chance that he just scoffed. Uh, some of the build-up play after the penalty, uh, as the boys mentioned, was pretty good and slick. And then it all sort of fell apart at the end, be it Chelsea good defending or a poor final ball. Look, Dortmund won't have a better, won't have, they'll never have a better chance of beating a club like Chelsea who have had success in the Champions League at this period. They were fragile, their manager's under pressure, they were struggling up front, they had injuries... You know, obviously, they've got players coming back now. And all these things were laying a path for Borussia Dortmund to go and just knock this Chelsea side out. And they failed. I don't care how Borussia Dortmund are playing in Germany. Borussia Dortmund give you chances. Doesn't matter who... They will give you chances in recent history, and it's one of the reasons, not the only one, one of the reasons they don't and haven't challenged for the Bundesliga all the way right to the end. They've challenged and then it's fallen away. Might be a different this year, I, I don't know. We'll see. But they always give you chances. And Chelsea, the question was over the last few days, are Chelsea going to be able to take them? I thought Dortmund would have went through, yep. but Chelsea got the job done. How much of a missed opportunity was this for Dortmund, Jan? Yeah, they, they will feel that is is hard to get out because, well, yes, the defense has been been failing them for for some seasons, uh, especially when they have had Hummels there and and some different partners. They have a new partnership with Schlotterbeck and Süle, who's been playing better in the Bundesliga. One of the reasons they have got results, got that goal, but it's also. Yes, they will. They will give you chances, but it's also you saw it today. The the limited alternatives they have going forward as well. Sebastian Allaire, we, we know his uh, illness. We know how what a great day it was when he came back and scored for them. You couldn't see him today. That is, he's not a, a top fit number nine. Uh, you have Modest that is 35 that they got in to replace Allaire. They didn't even put him on today when they were desperate for a goal. So you can imagine how long uh, way back he is in. A peaking order. Then you have Marlon who never seems to to be good enough for the Bundesliga. He never seems mm. to be good enough for, for Borussia Dortmund. He came for a for a big transfer fee. But I think at the end, you, you, you couldn't feel that score. You could feel that Royce could get a chance and he could get... There was a chance at the end also there. There was a shot from like 
12 yards when it, when it went down to Wolf. I mean, there will be eight other players you would like to have in that situation, especially especially Royce. But they, they, they were not good enough. They're losing balls today. That was not a good performance. And I think that if they're honest with themselves over two games, even them have to say that they deserve to be knocked out by, a, by a, as, as Craig is saying, by a Chelsea team that are not supposed to win those kind of games. From an American perspective, of course, Gio Reyna had his opportunity uh, with Brandt going off so early. Didn't really take it, did he, Jan? No, and, and it was, uh, it was a, a paradox that you've seen Reyna go off with that kind of injury that Julian Brandt got uh, so many times. So you wish to, to get him on, then you get Pulisic in, then you got all the American royal players uh, in, <laughs> in, in the game. So he had an OK chance there at the end, but <laughs> sometimes, sorry, sometimes there is with... With, with Dortmund, they they this in 2023 they managed to to get more constants in the team. They've been more stable, stable. But you just feel that Reina is um, a symbol of when when you need someone when the goings get tough. You need someone to take the next step. And Reina had a chance from the fifth minute today. And to be honest, he couldn't take his chance. And they were all complaining about the penalty. Uh, the the uh, retaking of the retaking of it, right. and, yeah. and you know, I think that was the gist of their complaints at the end. But when you have VAR and when a player encroaches into the D, and when when that player is the one that clears the ball away uh, from the the penalty off the post, I, I mean it's like it's like some of these modern players that are playing at the moment don't realise that VAR is checking these things. Yeah. Just, they have no complaints about it, <laughs> none whatsoever. No. No. And it was it, it, it was indeed the ball came off the post onto the pass of Saliosian, who was the player who had encroached. He participates in the play at that point. There is no discussion, and as there is no discussion as to whether it was a handball from Marius Wolf or not. Clearly a handball. Once the referee went to VAR and saw it, you see that image. The hand is away from the body. I think there is enough time for him to, at the very least, attempt to get the hand out of the way. He doesn't. It's a penalty, no doubt about it. All the correct calls made by VAR. Uh, Jan, you know what we can say now? Borussia Dortmund can focus on the title race. Oh. Of course, those games live on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, from now until the end of the season, Dortmund level on points with Bayern Munich, of course, at the top of the Bundesliga. Uh, the action continues this weekend for Dortmund. They're away against Schalke. Uh, Bayern Munich, meanwhile, take on Augsburg. Before that, though, Bayern, of course, in action against PSG. Before we look ahead to that game, though, there was another match today. Benfica taking on a Bruges. Remember, Benfica were 2-0 up going into the second leg of this tie, and they would get it done. No problem. Some lovely goals in this game. Ramos, in particular, uh, taking his as well. Ali, I know we kind of had both games. Well, no, no, let's be honest. You, you didn't particularly pay attention to this game. How dare you? How dare you, <laughs> Craig Furley, <laughs> as opposed to you? <laughs> Ali was sat in front of it. This game was at least in your face a bit more than it was mine and Craig's. <laughs> And all you could see was Benfica creating opportunities, creating chances, scoring goals from the second minute. It's a nice little finish for João Mario that was taken off because of side. But regardless, you just saw Benfica running all over Club Bruges. Club Bruges did score a nice goal, I'm going to tell you that much. It was at 5 nothing, so perhaps yeah. uh, not quite the value that you would want. Now, of course, when the draw is going to be made, mm -hmm. Benfica will be looking at it. Oh, everyone will be looking at Benfica going, we want to play them. Is that a mistake? Well, no. Compared to the other teams that perhaps are out there, 
Chelsea would be a team that you would want to play for right. somebody else. Yeah. But certainly Benfica would be a team that you want to play. In, in regards as to who you would want to play, all right, if you're Bayern Munich or PSG, do you, do you want to play uh, Benfica or do you want to play Manchester City? You see, I mean, you want to play Real Madrid? Does anybody want to play Real Madrid in Champions League? If you're playing in La Liga, play them every weekend if you want to. But in Champions League, it seems to be a different story. So, of course, if you're looking at Benfica, you're saying, you know what? I think this is a team that we can match up well with. And this is a team that got a good draw with Club Bruce. They took advantage of it. They're playing with house money. No pressure on Benfica whatsoever. They're a dangerous team. But in regards as to what the options are, of course you want to play Benfica. Did you know less than 10% of Americans own an e-bike? Here's why that should change. Studies show e-bike owners actually end up exercising more, plus getting outside more. If you're looking for a balanced lifestyle and everyday adventures, you need to check out Electric e-bikes. They are the number one selling e-bike brand in America. Their bikes are typically foldable, pre-assembled, and have serious range up to 150 miles on some models. Check them out today at electricebikes.com and add some more adventure to your week. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Bikes.com. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't a search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work, use Indeed for scheduling, screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash FC. Just go to Indeed.com slash FC right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on the podcast. Indeed.com slash FC, terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. As two more matches then to come on Wednesday. One of them we have discussed a lot, haven't we, over recent days, especially with the absence now confirmed of Neymar. Bayern Munich taking on PSG. Uh, Bayern are big favourites to advance. PSG coming in at 7-2. to two. Bayern, of course, with that one-goal advantage. Uh, let's take a look, shall we, at the predictions that everyone is going for. Uh, Bayern very much uh, the favourite for everybody, with the exception of Jules. So, well, so Jules. Coincidence. Yeah, <laughs> Jules doesn't really really count. Uh, One game we haven't really talked about too much, of course, is Spurs against Milan. Spurs coming in to this tie. Yeah, this will be on the corner TV again tomorrow. Pardon? Sorry. (laughs) This one will be in the corner TV. What's that? Spurs Milan Milan will be in the corner one. And we'll put Ali in front of that one as well. (laughs) Thank you, guys. Uh, Spurs... 
are the underdogs, interesting enough, going into this side to advance. Milan with a 1-0 win on Agra, as I mentioned before, of course, Spurs uh, going into this game off back-to-back -back, uh, defeats. They have lost, of course, against Sheffield United, and then uh, they lost against Wolves as well in the Premier League. Um, despite the bookies, everybody is going for Spurs to advance, with the exception of Mario and Shaka. Um, it's interesting, of course, when you take a look at Spurs at the moment, much speculation about the future of who's going to be in charge at the start of the season. Antonio Conte back for this game, it's confirmed, oh, that's after it. that oh, gallbladder uh, surgery. I gave you the uh, uh, prediction. I mean, uh, a number of newspapers, including the Times, reporting that Mario, uh, Mario, Mauricio Pochettino wants the job if it's available in the summer. Who would you choose now, Pochettino or Conte? Uh... Probably Pochettino. Yeah. Primarily At least he seemed happier there. Yeah. I mean, primarily because I think Conte will take Spurs so far, which you can say Pochettino will do the same, but I think the style in which they do it right. will at least be a bit more pleasing on the eye. Uh, and they did play some nice football when he was in charge. They just, they've got enough results to be in the top four and be in this position in the Champions League. But let's be frank, it's dire to watch, isn't it? Watching an Antonio Conte Spurs side. I mean, it really is. It doesn't get you up in the morning. What does? Golf. Men's club. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, look, I don't know. I don't, I don't think Conte's ever been happy there. I never felt this as a marriage that was going to last. And we talked about that at length before he got the job or just before he got the job, that... He was going to whine and groan about squads and budgets. And the one club that rarely, if ever, went over their budget and went out on a limb is Spurs under this uh, ownership and, and stewardship from Daniel Levy. So is it good to go back to a, a former manager sometimes? Probably not. But I can see them doing that. What about the old adage, yeah, never go back? Never go back, yeah, but mm. I think that if, if, if Conte gets into in the Champions League, I think that there is, there is a chance that he will, will stay on for them. But I, I would just give you a, a little fun fact at the end here, boys, oh. is that I, I'm, I'm in Munich now at the moment, and it's interesting. Remember when Salahamisic got that Cancelo that everybody said was the biggest transfer Bayern has done ever. It's fantastic. They got a world-class player, and everybody criticized Pep Guardiola for letting him go. Mind you, tomorrow it seems that Stanisic, a young kid from Bayern, will play against Mbappé and not Cancelo. So, the, and you, you can, and, and Cancelo What's is that very frustrated. Jan? Where are we, just where where you we going down here? I, I will, I will, I think it was so boring listening to your analysis on, on Contes. I just, I just wanted to give you an analysis. <laughs> if we play, is Pochettino going to Spurs? Oh, let me tell you about Cancelo. Hey, I guess the Americans are the same as us, us Norwegian. If you heard the same analyzer from two guys in the studio, you need something else, Greg. Ask him about Cancelo and Guardiola. <laughs> what do you think, talk what about, about Cancelo, Jan? Do you think he's going to start I tomorrow? Think, <laughs> yeah, I think Pochettino, Pochettino <laughs> will be the right manager of Tottenham Hotspurs. <laughs> <laughs> Frank, go back, Frank, go back to your World Cup win. Anything you'd like to add about that? <laughs>
yes, I would love to talk about Chelsea now. Can I talk about Chelsea? <laughs> no, no. no. Uh, whatever. Uh, I'd, rather, I'd rather have Pochettino. I'm fed up about, about Kante whining all the time, you know, about, you know, his situation and everything. So Pochettino was creating something good for Spurs and brought them to, uh, to the Champions League final. To answer the, to the right question, Mr. Fyotov. He's just, literally, right. Jan has just made your job redundant. Well, brilliant. That, that's, wait, that's, that's not brilliant. <laughs> because we're just talking about whatever we want now. No, there you are. There you are. What's no, the talk? I, I may, I make Dan now into one of the best sports anchors of the whole world to talk about interesting things. Yeah, Sorry, Dan. too far. There we go. No, that's beautiful, Jan. You remember when... What should we talk about tomorrow? What would you like to talk about tomorrow, Jan? The fish. Uh, Conte game, Conte game, because everybody wants to talk about him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Oh, that's fair enough. Uh-huh. There's too many loose cannons in this show. Well, no, I like go off on a tangent whenever they want. I'm in, I, I am in Munich. If it's you can okay big... where you are, yeah. You're in a generic hotel room. Well, yeah, and you it, must have it, noticed by now. This show, <laughs> the one thing this show has is structure. There you go. Structure. Second World War. Yeah, I mean, no money. You want me to talk about the D-Day? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there we go. Ooh. How does but this affect Yao Cancelo going well, forward? Right, where are Dan, we going? Dan is, Dan is this anchor in a big broadcast, and they said, Oh, we're talking to a correspondent in Berlin, but not talk about Berlin. So I had to oh, talk about Munich. Yeah, what you want, right, what would you like to say about the game then, Jan, tomorrow, apart from Cancelo? I will say that uh, uh, Bayern are very afraid of Mbappé. Uh, they saw him in the last 20 minutes in the first game, and they're very afraid <laughs> of him. So. Reaction. What? 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 <laughs> what? what? Everyone's just got our oh, breaking news. <laughs> yeah. no, that was not breaking news. I'm just saying they're worried. You are you're sitting a thousand miles away. I'm, I am. I have Julian Nagelsmann in my other room. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. And how are they going to stop him, Jan? Oh Cancelo? <laughs> no, they're going to put in Stanisic. <laughs> no, Pep Guardiola, wow. will, Pep Guardiola will be happy. I know you talked about it yesterday. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm staying on track here. Okay, oh, right. Well, I, know, that's I, I know you talked about Neymar, Neymar yeah. yesterday. Yes. And nobody ever wishes an injury on any player, but the cards may have fallen Gaultier's way in terms of team selection. Right. And I don't know if, if he was fit, if he'd have played them or not, but there's a fair chance. Yes. And I think, given the fact the way they've played recently at times with Mbappe and Messi and a better structure around them, it certainly puts them in a better footing to go to Munich and get a result. I I don't think they're going to be strong enough. But I would be concerned if I was Bayern because everybody just thinks, oh, Bayern are going to knock PSG out now. They were the better team in the first leg. They haven't been great this season. Nagelsmann is under a lot of pressure, I would imagine. It's going to be fun, isn't it? I'm quite looking forward to it. Oh. It should be good. Yeah, I'm Are we going to talk one. about it or not? Uh, no, well, it depends. I've designated myself. Uh, yeah, I'm just going back to the point that you brought up. Why does he? Why does everyone hate Cancelo? I'm not saying they're hating him. I'm just saying that <laughs> when, Pe- when Pep, my point was when you guys were laughing, is that it's interesting that interesting Cancelo was taken away from Manchester City when he was frustrated in training. Uh, fast forward after Bayern said yeah, they had a great signing. Yeah, but what's he done? Yeah, what's he done at Bayern to upset people that he's not starting their biggest game of the season? Julian Nagelsmann says he's not go- and good enough defensively, so he can't play him. Oh. Quite there you easy. Go. Which is. Yeah, yeah. one of the reasons. So yeah, why did he hire it. him? 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and thank you, Frank LeBuff, world champion of football. Now you get my point. These Americans sitting in America a thousand miles away didn't get it. That's not an American. Yeah. Yeah. None, none of us. Is America. America. Yeah. None of us. <laughs> no. Nobody's American. The is not American. <laughs> I mean, oh, okay. I mean, it's not a time to be slandering Americans here, is it? Well, yeah, it's obviously on, on this network, Jan. That's why he's not oh, out he's here. Uh, yeah, yeah. I didn't. I didn't slander anyone. I'm just saying, Dan. I, th- I just made your show much more interesting. <laughs> well, there you go. There you are. It's a low, low bar. Let's be honest, Jan. Thank you very much for that. That's much appreciated. Right then. Oh, Did you know that Jan is in Munich? Uh, he is in Munich, yeah. 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 <laughs> Come on, stick, stick to the running order. OK, now we're moving on to talk about Liverpool against Manchester United. Oh. Away from the Champions League, Liverpool beat Manchester ah. United by seven goals to nil. And this made Stevie angry. Well, yes, for some reason Stevie got angry about this. But I tell you what has got Manchester United fans angry. Wout Weghorst ahead of the game oh. touching that this is Anfield sign. Of course, a tradition that Liverpool players do. You can see there Van Dijk going up and touching it. <gasps> Weghorst touched oh. it as as well, dun dun oh. dun. Oh, he almost touched it with his foot. Manchester United fans very angry. He should get thrown out of the club. Horrible. This is not something that you should do at your rivals. Now he's come out, and this is quite interesting. Uh, from the national team, I know that Virgil always touches that sign, and I went to stop him touching it to try and wind him up before the game. As a child, I always supported FC20, and as a proud player now for Manchester United, my dedication to this incredible club can never be questioned. Why is he brought up as a child? I always support. At FC20. Well, there's a couple of quotes during the rounds from a few years ago where he said he always dreamed of playing for Liverpool. Oh. So people are putting two and two well, together. Well, I think they touched the Anf- this is Anfield sign and they'd won. Is that okay? Well, yeah. It's just the whole disrespect towards Manchester I, I have no time in my life <laughs> to talk about morons that are upset by touching of a sign. <laughs> right. I don't have time for it. Yeah. I'll make time if you want. Well, I, I think we're going down that time. I've not, I've, have you, if, if that's the sum total of what the worry is in your life, yep. that a player who's on loan from Burnley and is frankly lucky to be at the club, which he is, touches a sign and you're concerned more about that than the walloping that you took, you need to go and stand in the mirror and have a good look at yourself. Right. And say... What do you think you look like? Huh? What do you think you look like? What do you mean? Well, if you look at yourself in the mirror and you're that sort of... Well, I, I try and I shut my eyes when I look in the mirror. <laughs> I, comb my hair, I, comb, I brush my hair with my eyes closed. <laughs> well, come on. I mean, it's just... This, yeah, is, but this yeah. is 2023. Yeah. This is it's what... tradition, yeah. It's Manchester United against Liverpool. I went to Anfield the first time. Of course, I touched a sign. I can't remember who I played for. And I can't remember... Oh, I do remember that we lost because I more or less every time I was... Because you I touched a sign. Yeah, it's probably, I mean, from 100 problems that Manchester United have after this game, from 100 problems, this is 142. I mean, this is so typical 2023. This is so typical Twitter. This is so typical, uh, to quote uh, a grumpy man called Craig Burley, morons, that is only thinking of things that has nothing to do with the game. Find another reason. Find another but reason. You, but yeah, Touch yeah. I, yeah, I the, think it was the, great humour. Did Joe Cancelo touch the sign at all? Oh, no, no, bring on Joe Cancelo. Probably. That's a free hit. Frank, <laughs> uh, did you ever touch the sign? Consider it touch the sign. Talk to me about the sign. Oh, no, this time. 
No, I think I, I remember the first time we played at uh, Anfield, you know, I saw the sign. I saw the oh. player touching the sign. Uh, and, and no, no, the Liverpool players. And uh, I realized, you know, the importance of, uh, of like that sign. Base. But uh, yeah, I think I, w I would have never touched it because, well, at Chelsea, we don't have any sign, for example. And I played for Strasbourg before, we didn't have any sign. So I didn't see the point to, to, to touch that sign. I understand no, for the but... Liverpool players. This is, this is Anfield. But yeah, for me, again, yeah, it's a detail for Manchester United fans, you know, after the disaster of the game that Van Ghost touched the, the sign. How stupid do you think Vegas is? So this is live. It's in 343 countries, this game. There are cameras all over the <laughs> yeah. place. So he, he will say, oh, well, you know what I'm going to do? I'm so lucky to play for Manchester United that I will show my love to Liverpool Football Club <laughs> next to my mate, <laughs> Virgil van Dijk. I mean... Can I just say, the fact that he answers to this... Right. That are you are you buying the answer? No. Well, who cares? No, but who cares? Right. I don't. You don't answer to this sort of stuff. You don't give validity to this stuff. The fact that you actually feel the need to come out and defend yourself and explain yourself, you're now, in some odd way, you're actually giving validity yes. and life to the story. It doesn't deserve your attention, Varvekhorst. No. It really that, doesn't. That's true. But now, now you're giving it live because you feel like you have to apologize. This world has gone crazy. See, these are the old quotes that they brought up. I dreamt of playing for Liverpool since childhood. If I continue to train with full yes, commitment. Yes, so what? I <laughs> how, many times, so what? How, what? how many times over the years do you think I've said in this show, uh, I don't care? Well, yeah, I know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know what I should have done? I always found Liverpool very special. I still get goosebumps. Uh, you'll never walk up. There you go. Oh, come on. We're, we're, yeah. we're, carving, we're carving the guy up here. There you go. Right. What uh, he should have uh, yeah. done, yeah. what I should have done, in my opinion, right. he should have jumped up and kissed the side. Oh. That would have been special. He doesn't even have to jump. He's quite tall. I'd like to see you try it. Yes. I don't know. I'll come out with a pair of ladders for running you. Start, running start. Running start. What? Dan, Dan, set of ladders. Oh, I see. Dan, Why do I need two of ladders? So it's just one ladder, isn't it? A single ladder. Yeah, ladders. Yeah. No, yeah. ladder. Yeah. Oh, just, I'm two sets in case one I mean, really. I mean, Dan, people, the problem you know is the media. Media stir this up. People like us. <laughs> We're the problem. No, yeah. it's not media. Right. Uh, moving yeah. away from that silliness, one thing you could actually address was Bruno Fernandes, which we have obviously over the yeah. last couple of days in his attitude oh, in the, oh in the second half. Uh, a uh, former referee chief has come out and said that he deserved five-match ban uh, for pushing the um, assistant referee to get in contact with a match official is a serious offence and should be treated such way. Fernandes, to me, is typical of what seems to be happening in the game. The entitlement behaviours, you can just do what you want. His position as captain, I think, is under tenable with his behaviour and I think he thinks it's appropriate for the captain of such an illustrious club as Manchester United to behave in such a manner than the game's in a terrible state. That's from Martin Cassidy, the chief executive of the Ref Support UK. This is of course late on we had that tussle with Alexander Arnold, wasn't he? We kind of pushed the linesman out of the way. Uh, Bruno Fernandes overall not earning um, many friends in this tie, certainly those who enjoy watching football. Frank, what did you make of the incident in particular with the linesman? Uh, that's completely abnormal. You know, we, we have a title of example and, uh, and um, we should uh, stick to it and try to do our best. I don't understand that player. I mean, when he first came to Manchester United, his behaviour, his football was absolutely outstanding. Nothing to complain about. 
But for the past two or three years, I don't recognize the guy. Yeah, the talent is there, but he's a, the guy is annoying. He's always complaining. He's, the weird, he's always in the middle of a, of a, of a fight where the guy maybe wait like a feather. And so, so just get away, you know? You, you, you can't cope with the other guys. You are, your behavior is out of uh, place. And, uh, and uh, we can't ap appreciate your football because of what you do on the, on, on the side. Yes, I think she, uh, Trent Alexander Law shouldn't have launched the ball like that way. But don't get upset. The, the ref is nothing to, has nothing to do with it. And you know you don't, you're not allowed to touch a referee. So don't do it. You know, just stick to your football. You're a great football player. Just stick to it. You know, don't try to, to get involved in all fights and all, you know, problems that you can't cope with on top of it. Five games, though, Craig. He hardly touched him. He just, just yeah. moved him out oh, no, of the way, didn't he? But, but the, the, ah. I think you saw the referee's assistant thought about calling the ref over and then he let yeah. it go. Uh, as minute as the touch was of the small shove, you can't, as Frank said, you can't put your hands on an official. You just, you just can't. Uh, so he is, in some sense, a little lucky that the referee never got involved here because it's a small shove, but as I say, you can't, you can't no, do it. It's nothing, is it? Yeah, You're just not allowed to touch <laughs> yeah, an official. You, that, no, no, End you cannot story. say that, guys. You cannot touch a cop. You cannot touch a cop. You know, when you go, you're a policeman, you know, it's the law. If you push a, a policeman, you're going to be arrested. It's the same in a football field where you cannot touch a referee. It's the law. Uh, but, so don't do it. I want you to remind you of Paulo Di Canio touching a referee and the referee made a dive. Remember that? That for people oh. should go into YouTube and oh, yeah. have a look at that. <laughs> but I think that, but I think that, I think that Bruno Fernandes, his big problem is his body language. I mean, yes, we can discuss that thing. Five games. Wow. No, no, no. Please, please. But, but his, his body language is, as a captain is not good. Uh, outside the pitch, in interviews, so, he's so sensible, speaks like a captain, speaks that a, that a guy who look after his boys. But he has a bit trouble uh, on the pitch. But I guess then we can have the big de definition of what is a great captain. We had Roy Keane back in the days. I love Roy Keane. Roy but he, he he ran around killing people. I mean, that was not... So there is a lot of things that could be said to that. I think that the big thing for Bruno Fernandes is he has to stop doing his, his body language, his diving on the pitch. That is not good for him. That is not good for a Manchester United player. It's not good for a Manchester United club captain. And we saw the incident, of course, where he's holding his face and like trying, trying to yeah. sell things that just oh, don't seem to be God. necessary. Yeah, it's embarrassing. And believe me, this is coming from somebody like myself who lived on the fringes of legality when I played the game. And I would try to take advantage of anything and everything that I could. But that's because I was limited with my talent. Bruno Fernandes should not be doing this. And certainly when you're the captain of Manchester United, it is embarrassing behavior. I would go as far as to say that Bruno Fernandes right now, he's just, there's just a whole lot of whining going on. Right. Whining, and that uh, is not the him, role of a him, captain. Go ahead, Frank. It would get five. It would get ten games for that, more than the five games for the, for the pushing the referee. You should give him ten games for that. <laughs> you know, well, that, that, that's horrible. I'm <laughs> not in charge of that. But there's, there's a lot. There's a lot of what Man United have done recently has been excellent, and yes. we've talked about it. Yeah. And the weekend doesn't take it all away, but I think what it shows you is Bruno Fernandes has been a player who has whined a lot, but it, it kind of got better a little bit. But it got better because yeah. United got better and there was less reason to whinge and moan. 
And I think what we saw there was his true colours. And we can throw Anthony in there as well, right? And they're going to have to be reined in because players are going to try and wind him up. Is that when things were going against him, he lost the plot. There was no composure about his performance. There was no composure about his actions. And that's something that they're going to have to look at. And Cancelo. And Cancelo. Yeah. Look, uh, uh, look at it all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just a reminder. Extra, if people are just watching this game, what did you about Cancelo? <laughs> uh, uh, just a reminder. Extra time, as always, is available over on our YouTube channel. There's Stevie with right. the cone of shame. I mean, if, he was, if we saw him there barking as well. <laughs> yeah, well, yes. Yeah, so we didn't see the video. That could have been feasible. Um, you can check out Extra Time on our YouTube channel. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Uh, meanwhile, action in the championship today. Huddersfield held at home by Bristol. Sheffield United back to winning ways with that 1-0 victory away against Reading. Meanwhile, West Brom beat Wigan by one goal to nil. Uh, taking a look at what that results mean. Well, for Sheffield United, seven points then is the lead they have over a high-flying Middlesbrough in third. Meanwhile, 10th place Watford uh, got rid of Slavan Bilic and replaced him with Craig. Chris Wilder. Uh, he'll be taking charge now until the end of the season. Um, another new manager for Watford. Uh, that is it then. That brings us to the end of today's show. Oh, and what a show it was. Very organised, very strict, Ooh. very, yes, exactly as you would expect. Uh, be sure to stay tuned. Oh, extra time is next. That's where we go off script. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome in then to latest edition of Extra Time. Craig and Ali are here in the studio. Frank is in Norbany. And as we learnt, Jan is in Munich. Yeah, he is. Ahead of Bayern like. Munich's clash against PSG. Yeah. What have you done I today, Jan? Some... I've got someone asking here, did you watch the Bruges-Benfica game? Yes, I did. <laughs> 
He's got a better back than hasn't he? I, 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 watched, I watched both games. So I wanted to say in the show, but I, but you just wanted to talk about uh, Cancelo. But uh, <laughs> don't, underestim- don't underestimate Benfica. they got a great coach, uh, Roger Smith, who, who came from, he's a German, who was at PSV Eindhoven, did a great job there. And don't underestimate uh, Benfica. There's so many great bars in Munich, right? Right. Jan must get annoyed when we say, Jan, come on the show, it's late in Germany. Oh, Jan, Jan loves it, though. He I loves love it. to be with you. I love to be with you. Bottoms. He could be down one of these, what do you call a pub in Germany? I have no idea. Where's Derek Ray when you no, need it? No, I never go to pubs, <laughs> Craig. I'm not, I'm not your typical English. I don't go no. to pubs. I don't like beer. Listen, I don't like beer. You played for Sheffield United in Barnsley. Get, get the Steins out. You've been in a pub. You huh? don't see Bierstube? Bierstube, you know. That's true. True. Well done, Frank. Yeah. I don't know any Norwegians that didn't like a beer. How He's you, lying. You must be German, German quite a few times. You don't know the word for a pub. Quite surprises me, to be honest. Why was that again? I didn't live in. I didn't oh. live there. Like you lived in Spain. No, I know. I know what a pub is in 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 Spanish. I, I, was, I know I was, those bits. But when you're in Germany, I didn't walk in a bar in Stuttgart and go, hey. What's the name of this? What's German for pub? And, and, I just and, went, give me a beer. Large, large, large. Two, two, two What's large. the cheapest? I love that. I love that. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, uh, Frank, does Chelsea... Berlin? I won't go there. <laughs> Frank, what happened? Does right? Chelsea's win virtually secure Potter's job until next campaign, regardless of the Premier League outcome? No, I don't think so. I think uh, it will last for maybe one or two games, but if they lose the next two games, maybe maybe it would be time for, 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 the, for the board to think about something else for the next season. I don't know, there is the Champions League campaign. I don't think the, the club will want to change the coach, you know, because of that Champions League campaign. But if they feel that something is happening that, uh, that they can't resolve, they're going to get rid of Potter and try maybe like it happened in uh, uh, 2013 and uh, and the last time they won the Champions League, maybe a reaction from the players to maybe win that Champions League. So it's possible. It's even even more, in fact, thinking about that, that Potter is more in the edge if they feel that he can win the Champions League. I don't, I don't think they're changing him. I think he's going to be in charge right. at the end of the season. I, I do. Let's see what happens. Jan. How disappointed yeah. are you that a team tied for first place in the Bundesliga just lost to a Premier League relegation candidate over two legs? Here's a kicker. Here's the kicker as well. Will Derek Ray ever recover from this? Well, this is someone who knows the show very well. Well, first of all, I would say that uh, Derek Ray would say, Bierstuber! He will say oh. that in a stretch for a burp. He will do that brilliantly. Yes, I think that we see that all the time. We, we, we see Manchester City, we see Arbe Leipzig when they're playing each other. It's all about this German-English uh, kind of thing. Do I think that Dortmund, Arbe Leipzig and the teams are ready to go all the way? No, I don't. I can see two or three teams in, in, in England doing that. So, so I think that Dortmund will feel down over these two games. But again, we have to give a compliment to Chelsea. They deserved it over two games. We have to discuss Derek's Uh-oh. Uh, view, viewing of the game. Oh, no. Living in the uh, Boston, Massachusetts area, having availability, I believe he's got a TV in his house. Right. Was, I don't even know if he was watching the game. 
But he was listening to the game, as we know, via yep. his social media account on German radio. Yes, he loves German, doesn't he? He loves everything German. <laughs> and he was moaning about the German radio, moaning about the commentary position at Stamford Bridge for the German radio, which was just behind the, the technical area. And the German radio station wasn't able to describe the game properly because of the position, and this was really annoying, Derek. Yep. <laughs> This isn't quite in the Veghorst getting annoyed about something you shouldn't, but it's quite close. Because <laughs> at that point you're just saying, switch the TV on, there's commentary, you might not like it, but there's commentary. Yeah, well, it's not in German though, is it? That's it's not in German. Yep, that's the thing. But nobody loves German football like yep. Eric, right? No, exactly. But it's not just that, I've come across him before when he said, I was listening to Dutch radio. Oh, oh God. wow. But God. There you go. Well, Eric. Nobody loves Dutch football like Derek Ray loves Dutch football. Away from the Champions League, Ali. Why are there so many red cards in La Liga? There have been 98 in comparison to 20 in the Premier League and 30 in the Bundesliga. Does this indicate the Spanish referees are the best in the world or the second worst in the world after the English ones, obviously? Officiating is not good in Spain. It's inconsistent. And they try and at the mm. beginning of the season to come up with sort of different narratives or things that they're going to try to enforce more closely. And what ends up happening is that they end up overcommitting. They end up sort of, instead of finding a happy medium and just make the right call that is in front of you, no, then they go the opposite way, overcorrecting. And so it takes some time to then come back to normal and actually begin to make calls that are sensible. Uh, Look, it's, it's inconsistent. Sometimes the use of EAR in Spain can be inconsistent and has been across Europe. But this weekend, the Barcelona match, yeah. late, where Frank Kessie yeah. uh, touches Fran Perez as he's going into the box, should have been a penalty. The referee called it a corner kick, so you assume, okay, well, there was a touch by Frank Kessie. <coughs> there was no touch on the ball ever by Frank Kessie. So, obviously, by logical decision, VAR would have suggested to the referee, hey, come and take a look at it, because there was no touch by the defender player, in this, in this case, Frank Kessie. No, there was never a call from VAR. When those things happen, that's when you kind of go, what's going on here? Why do we have the system? Why don't we use it properly? And why are these referees, who you can excuse are missing a call in live action, not being helped and actually being assisted by the VAR, who actually gets a, chan a chance to watch replays? That's the part that I think can be really frustrating. They're all bad. You hate they? Barcelona. Huh? Why do you hate Barcelona so much? I was just pointing out oh, a sequence of events <laughs> oh. that highlights some of the referee <laughs> concerns that you just asked about. Anti-La Liga ways. It's the same. They're, all, they're, all, they're all, all the leagues, are, apart from Italy. Don said Italy. Don said Italy is the best league at everything. Don says Serie A. Referee's perfect. Yeah, that's Everybody right. Else. And Derek said Germany. The third tier oh, yeah. of Germany. Well, Germany do it differently. Yes. They just do it differently. Yeah. Take anybody else. Yeah, exactly. World. It's perfect. Wow. Yeah, everyone's Premier bad, League. everyone's rubbish. Premier League. All the officials. Premier League's terrible as well. Yes, yeah, exactly. How are you, Frank? You well? What's going on in your life? Uh, everything's all right. I'm going back to Paris tomorrow. Um, and I've got a, an appointment with the uh, Ministry of the Army for my, um, uh, my charity. And I have a big meeting tomorrow. And then I'm going to watch Paris Saint-Germain. And then oh. I'm going to be with you for the people involved, you know, uh, in the show. So a big day tomorrow, uh, oh. otherwise, no, it, nothing it, much, everything, it, up, everything it, nice. 
that, that is that is that is a discussion you you don't expect on this show when one of the pundits say tomorrow I'm gonna have uh appointment of minister of defense in my country okay yeah good day what are you <laughs> doing tomorrow Jan, during the day because you came uh, yeah. into the evening faffing around Munich. i'm gonna i'm gonna come for cancello i guess uh oh, oh yes have a look. <laughs> he's just he's so frustrated now i'm gonna i'm gonna do the both games and look forward to that yeah but that's in the evening we can do during the day Jan. During the day, I'm gonna train, uh, and then I got another job as well. Train. I got a company in Norway. I have to, so I work. I gotta try. I gotta practice my running. <laughs> Do you have it with a fish in the background? as motivation. I, I, I will ask Cancelo if he can be the fish. <laughs> He's got nothing else to do. Please tell. Listen, if you see Cancela tomorrow, Jan, please tell him we had a really off-the-cuff conversation yeah, about. Yeah. Saying that, yeah, yeah. deep about. Yeah. It. I will. I will say that. Please. I will say that. I will say that the great Dan. We didn't yes. just wanted to talk about Conte, but I wanted to talk about you, Cancelo, because for yeah, me, you, you are more important. No, you uh, you brought it, Jan. I appreciate it. There we go. <laughs> you can do the rundown. Um, Craig, does Potter now have his starting eleven for the rest of the campaign? No. <laughs> Why not? But never no. works like that, does it? No. No, it doesn't. Right. Right. Okay. That's the end of that. Good, Good job, guys. It's right. a bit like saying, is this is this now the. Is this now the... Uh, well, we know, Jan, the, you know, eventually the, Jan will be one? sat in this chair. Yes. But Jan <laughs> will be here in the host chair. <laughs> and, 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 you, and, go and, and you can go to Munich. Oh, I could <laughs> sit in your hotel room. <laughs> I know. Do five minutes, bish, bash, bosh. And, and chunter on a bit Cancelo. <laughs> yes. And there we go. I maybe would go out in the Munich lifetime. lifetime. Oh, no, there's no maybe about it. <laughs> Arsenal have, run, have a run of fixtures, finally, in April, May, where they play. Get ready for this, Frank. City away. Chelsea at home, Newcastle away, Brighton at home. Is it fair to say that the title race will be decided over those four games? Hmm. <sighs> yeah, yeah, of course, of course. But uh, you know, Arsenal showed to, to the world that uh, even uh, having a bad performance doesn't uh, doesn't uh, destroy them, and they can recover. And um, and they still have their their five points ahead. So yeah, it's going to be hard. Um, yeah, it's going to be challenging. But it's what the Premier League has been. Uh, but you, when you are top of the league, you know, uh, I think it's 12 games before the end. It's because you know how to end the whole games after games. And yeah, it's going to be hard. But it's possible for the for the Gunners because they've showed many many qualities. And the first one is strength. And uh, and confidence. You see that Sean Malone got two questions into. Yeah. Wow, did he? Oh. It's, it's, I, it's a good day. By the way, I don't choose. Everyone thinks I choose the. I do not choose the questions. Who chooses the question? Uh, our boss chooses the question, oh. not me. But people right. say, "Oh, you never choose my question. You only prefer Nadem's interior decorator." Well, yeah, that appears a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, it doesn't matter though. Big fan of the show. There you go. Well, well, Nadim, appreciative. By the way, by the way, yes. Nadam's interior decorator asked the question: If if one of us have seen uh, the game Bruges against Benfica, where in right. fact Mr. Nadam's interior decorator, it was Benfica against Bruges. The oh, other way around. So maybe he didn't watch the game too. I really think we need to branch out in terms of letting 
Not the same people. With the yeah, same. but the problem is if you are, if the if the other questions are dross, what are you supposed to do? Give people a chance. Yeah, but they need to up their game when it comes to their questions. But they don't know that. Well, of course they do. You think, well, if I don't get selected, maybe I'll ask something more interesting. Let's be more positive. So I'm very, two questions this, this, today. Is, this is a very uninteresting show. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just yeah, that's why I changed it. That's why I changed it. Thank you. Thank I'm you, very Craig. sorry, guys. Very sorry, guys, but he's very late for Jan and myself. So if you have nothing else to say, you Listen, know, we're going to say hi, goodbye to hi, everybody. Frank. Just because you're down in Normandy, you got in Normandy, you got in Normandy. What kind of discussion is that? Defence, your charity, faffing about. He spends a lot of time in Normandy these days, doesn't he? Have you seen it? What catching animals? He can bore you with all the details. The beams are 350 years old. This and they're going to swim in pool. Oh, I won the World Cup. Blah blah blah. I bet when he goes there, the house is like even the house. If the house could talk, he went. Oh, he's going to chunter on about whether. I know, I know. Do you want a tour? No, I really don't. I just want a beer. But right here we go. This is the original stonework. Great. Thank you bye very bye. much. Bye bye. Bye bye, everybody. Goodbye. See you later. Thank you, Jan. Producer, presenter, everything. Director. Yeah. Brainstorm. What's something that works so well that it's basically magic? Microwave. Air conditioning. What about selling with Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/fc. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/fc now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com/fc.